sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. are just my favorite period so i can't even say favorite people because i just love people even people that disagree with me and if you are of that or you're listening to this and you're super skeptical and you're just like well i saw some of your like instagram things or and i decided to listen or i was just like uh, i'm an atheist and so i'm gonna prove you wrong type of thing <laughs> i do i love you and i welcome you and uh yeah we may not agree and our personalities may clash but uh hey i I'm okay with that. I just, you know, I've got over so many of those personal issue things that uh, it's like, I feel like I can be a pretty decent friend and not get offended. So you're welcome. I would love to be your friend. I would love to be a guy that you listen to on occasion to be inspired by faith and your spiritual walk. No, this, well, you know, you can't, I can't call this a church because I know who the church is and the church is not a building. It is not a place. It's, it's even not a specific person. It is people. It is the people that have uh, entered a walk of faith, have accepted the distance and the work that Jesus has done, and they've been grafted into the family of God. That's the church. Anything else is just, uh, it is a false thing. And so I guess if I'm here and you're here and we're listening, then we kind of are a church of sorts. And, uh, yeah, we're people of faith and we are having fun. And so I just welcome you, you out there that are the holders of the torch, of the flame. You're like a match. You're on fire. And when you come across people that need heat or warmth or they need a purpose in their life, you you kind of torch them up in a really good way. You bring them alive. And that is what a genuine faith does. And you can see I'm skirting terms like Christianity and Christian because Honestly, I think I'm about done with that because there are so many bad connotations with that. What is even a Christian these days? I don't even know what a Christian is. My modern definition of a Christian would be like uh, someone that kind of knows who Jesus is. They go to church because they feel a little guilty about their life and they let just enough faith or religion into their life, but not too much that they don't really want it to impact them and they don't become crazy and you know, they just, uh, it's enough to leave it there on the weekends and it's enough for their kids just to be taught on Sunday school, but you don't really want to bring that home. And occasionally you thank God for the food, but you really believe that you're the one that provides the food and that God is kind of this backup plan. I think that's what like Christian is. And so I'm going to tell you, and maybe this will be a shocker. I don't want to be called a Christian anymore. I am a passionate believer of Jesus. You know, in this modern world, I'm a very spiritual person that has put his faith and is in a relationship with Jesus Christ, the father, the ancient Hebrew father, Yahweh, God, and that Holy Spirit, that mysterious, super cool entity that just continues to surprise and shock. And it's like, We are, I'm part of that family. And if you're part of that family, that's awesome. And that for me, I really, I don't want to, and I don't keep God at bay. And I don't want to keep him in some church box. He overflows into every area of my life. And I continue to welcome into him into other areas. And I want him to overflow. And he has brought so much blessing and increase as I'm able to earn money and earn different things and pursue different things. It is because of my relationship with him, the transformation and being part of that family. 
I feel like the the Christian faith, that which is in the Bible, and it kind of is the only term, and I've had a number of interactions with people this week, and it, it, it makes me really uh, acquaint with that scripture in Revelations when Jesus is talking about the Laodicean church. And uh, yeah, I, I feel it in my gut, and I have been sick because I have had um, discussions. I won't say arguments, discussions, because I don't argue. I like having discussions with people. And I, I am, you know, I have very specific beliefs and my beliefs, I believe for me are very well researched and they continue to grow as I understand the Bible and the ancient scriptures. And I, I really, I compare it to other things and I am, I study other faiths and, and I really believe that this faith that has, it's expressed in the Bible, and I'm not going to call it Christianity because I believe that that word has been so diluted and so watered down, and it almost has no meaning other than uh, hypocrisy, which we're all hypocrites to some degree, right? But it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's just, it's not a, it's not a, a good word, but arguments, and they're just like, oh, I think you're a person with a Christian mindset. And, and I'm like, what is that? Well, basically what they're saying, judgmental, narrow-minded, bigoted, you know, hypocrite. It's like, you know, you say one thing, you do another. And honestly, I have to agree with so much of that because the modern entity, which is the church, not the people, but the organization, the religion, I, I have to and this is kind of a heavy episode, and I apologize, but maybe some of you that have been wounded, and I think a lot of people that I talked to this week are victims of organized church, organized religion, Christianity, even, you know, Roman Catholicism, and, you know, Christianity has permeated its way into that, and so there are aspects of that that are mixed and muddled, and then all the weird offshoots and and, and different things that happen, it's just, uh, yeah, just brought a really bad image and, and a bad taste. And it just makes me, I don't even want to be associated with any of it because it is not what the Bible expresses. The Bible expresses that. And it's pretty simple what the Bible expresses. And yeah, do we get in complex where we get into the law and all the aspects of the law and the, all that really did serve a purpose. But you know, what it is, is that God started out, he created us, he created an environment for us, he created us his image because he loved us, he put us here, gave us a mission and a purpose, we messed up, he got a backup plan through this whole thing, he wants to hang out with us, and his backup plan involved him giving a portion, a person, Jesus, of himself as a sacrifice for us, and then sending his greatest asset, the Holy Spirit, to comfort and to guide us. But yet, this whole like religious, this Christianity thing, it has just got so far askewed that it has, it has turned things like the tithe. And you've heard me go off on the tithe. This is just part of my frustration. But we serve, and I, I, you are people that are going after the genuine like me. And so we serve a God of celebration, and he's all about celebration, and the tithe was all about celebration and celebrating, and the church has twisted scriptures, it has twisted teaching, so it can funnel into itself this huge organization that has little uh, effectiveness to it anymore. And it really, yep, Tom's going off the deep end here, okay, bear with me. But it enables people to mediocrity. Instead of teaching themselves, they can go sit. And sometimes they're great sermons prepared by great men that have great hearts. But 
people don't put in their own work. They don't put in their own time to learn. They send their kids off to be taught. So parents don't teach at home. They don't pass on the faith. They don't pass on the real experience. They go, and instead of creating their own worship, their own praise to God, they sing canned songs written by somebody else with with other passions. Instead of expressing their own passions, maybe through song, through writing, through art, through whatever means is your gifting. And so, and the church has said, hey, you give us that money. And they really haven't said this, but this is the transaction that has been done. And instead of you creating a home and an environment with the increase that God has given you, you're able to write a portion. So you don't have that responsibility of hosting, being the church, which you are called to do, which we are called to do. This is a real, this is engaged. I'm not going to say Christianity. This faith walk thing with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father is 100% engaging. It engages every aspect of us, our hospitality, our personalities, our compassion. It is why it's so important to be transformed. And as we become the church, but yet we're able to give the increase, the money that God gave us to somebody else to do the work that we are supposed to be doing. I guarantee you the church was never supposed to look like it is now. It was supposed to be organic. It was supposed to be grassroots. And now we have churches that put on these huge shows and they have this huge appeal and they have little substance, but they have people coming in because they like the bling and they're cultural and they're seeker friendly. Okay, I'm not saying as a church, you and I as individuals, we need to be like Paul, where we become all things to all people, and we are a study of people, and we are sharp, and our skills of persuasion are awesome, and we have incredible like giftings that we utilize them, but we give money to spotlights, to sages, to coloring, and to science, and to computers, and can things that make us have this experience that really is pseudo-shallow and false. Okay. Our experience is supposed to be very alive. Can I tell you why? That's why the kids are walking away from the church. They can get all that stuff in a place that's much cooler, like a bar, and they get the added benefits of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And you're like, whoa, Tom, you're going off the deep end. Well, the church is trying to be something and then withhold the other stuff. Okay. Why don't we be the church that we are, that we are the bearers of hope and purpose. When you come into a relationship with Jesus, the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, you have purpose, you have meaning. And so you end up getting into a relationship where you marry somebody and you have wonderful sex and you have no desire for drugs because you're having these experiences And if you think drugs are cool, you obviously haven't read the Bible where like John has visions and those are available to believers, but they've been like poo-pooed in the the modern church. They don't talk about that, that, you know, the scriptures talk about you have to have like vision for your life and purpose, but there's also vision like dreams and visions that are those experiences that... I believe we were created to have, and that's why these drugs and these substances often come on the scene because we are not getting that life, that experience, and and that adventure. And so this modern religion called Christianity has sterilized the organic, the dynamic relationship that's out there for people of faith and in the Bible and the intense love that God has and that he wants to literally party with us. And in the Old Testament, when it talks about the tithe, it talks about buying strong drink, it talks about having a flat out great party with God and that he wants to hang out with us. He doesn't just want us on Sunday and he just doesn't want us when we pray for dinner. He wants us all the time. He wants to interact and he wants to bring that livelihood like that's in the New Testament, in the miracles. Like when uh, 
Is it uh, Philip? And he's transported here and there. Why is that not taught? Why is that kind of thing not sought after? That service, that commitment, that dynamic adventure, and that John and the visions that he had, even Daniel, the visions that he had and how it saved people and transformed people. We need those people right now in our country. I don't care what political venue you're at. Corruption is rampant everywhere. And to some degree, I feel like everyone that's serving in politics is corrupt and have self-motive. We need, not Christians, we need those people that are in intense relationship with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit to have those experiences and to be placed in positions of power. We need a grassroots organic church that is welcoming to our neighbors and people in trouble that would never walk into a building and find when they can't pay their grocery bills or they're struggling, they need a car and they walk into this multi- million dollar facility that's just decadent and the pastor's making. I'm not saying that servants of God shouldn't make money because I believe God owns everything and we we ought to be the flipping wealthiest people out there. But I don't think it's from like people giving for a multi-million dollar church and paying the pastor a couple hundred grand. You're just like, Tom, that's, yeah, judge it for whatever you want. The church in the New Testament was meant to be organic. It was meant to be part of people that were approachable, but desirable because the supernatural existed around them. You are designed to be a supernatural being and have supernatural impact and have supernatural impact around people around you, but to be real and approachable. That's what an individual being the church, hosting other churches within them, gathering together with other churches. Now, another part of the tithe, the the only other part of the tithe was to take care of those that were serving or were widows or orphans. It was to take care of those. And so the church is compassionate and a grassroots church, those people that interact in 10s, 20s, 30s, maybe even 50s, I think it's reasonable to have a group of 50. They know the needs of the people that come. They are intimate with those and they can fill those versus somebody that comes into this huge facility They're trying to get connected with resources. They have to go through so many different hoops. And when they finally get to it, you know, they get the, oh, I'm sorry, we just give a standard, you know, $100, $500, whatever it is, instead of being intimately connected with people's needs. And maybe they only need 20. You get them enough to buy them some milk and bread and some gas to the next thing. But maybe it's $10,000 and that you help them in that next struggle. That is what an organic church. And so this whole thing, I just... I'm kind of rejecting it. I'm not a Christian. I'm an intimate follower of Jesus and his fire and his life consumes me, overwhelms me. And I continue as I'm able and I deal with the my personality issues and the crap and the baggage that I carry to continue to immerse myself more in him, grow in my faith, move farther into purpose. And so if you're out there and you've been wounded by the church, let me just tell you, It's a poor representation often. Now, not always. And is there some good out there? There absolutely is. And I'm not going to poo-poo all of it. There are some people really working hard, but there is so much more. And my desire, I'm I'm not necessarily going to criticize and say you shouldn't go there. What I want is to engage you, to inspire you, to be that match, to say you can make a difference. And really, only you can really make that difference. And you can gather people in your home, or you can help to host people, and that you can dive into the scriptures. My other frustration with modern Christianity, they have so twisted so many scriptures that I have went back to the Greek, and I'm just like, what? It doesn't say what they say it says here, or the Hebrew, or it could be said a, multi, a bunch of different ways, but it's said this way. Ah, 
that kind of stuff, because I know, as you know, as you're a passionate follower of Jesus, you know God's heart, or you sense. It's like if you were a Christian, per se, and you've left the church, but you you still, in your spirit, you're just like, no, there's something about Jesus I know is right and good, but all the trappings of this other stuff, I'm going to tell you, you're in the right place, and just get in your Bible and, and do your research. You know, don't go woo-woo off the deep end. Keep in the scriptures and, you know, weigh those and uh, have that intimate relationship with Jesus. You will find the truth. God is faithful. And it's so easy. And you've heard me do this often. It's just, if you want to start a relationship, just ask. And, you know, maybe I often explain, you know, how um, God's standard is perfect and you just need to accept the work that Jesus did. But you could even just start saying, hey, Jesus or Holy Spirit or Father, whichever one you feel comfortable with, I just want to start this process. I know nothing and I want to learn and I want to know. Can I tell you, that's probably the best way if you go and find it for yourself, because I can tell you stuff, but really it's better if you go out there and find it for yourself and that you become and engage in this wonderful relationship. And we're not just going to call it some name and that, oh, I'm now a Christian. And we all go, yay, in church. And we raise our hand and walk forward. Can I, I mean, some of that stuff is good, but... I think so often it's canned and it's sterile and it doesn't have lasting effects and that you know from having relationships with people what really genuine is. And that is really what Jesus wants. And the tools and the understanding are in this book called the Bible, which in itself, just study the historical content and the the uh, contextual strength of the Bible. It is a uh, there's so much evidence that it can be trusted and it is just supernatural in itself sitting alone and it contains the answers. And then you add the interactive faith with a God that wants to interact with you, be with you, have conversations, have a relationship with you. It's like, bam, I mean, you, it's like being lit on fire with purpose, meaning, and the healing change agent to become all you can be. It's like, I just, to me, it's like, why wouldn't you want that? But I think so much of it is the trappings and the hurt that has been caused by corrupt men trying to control something that cannot be controlled. The living God and his love and his desire to interact cannot be controlled. It cannot. His passion cannot be can, And his desire to celebrate with you cannot be controlled, will not be contained. And I feel like in this season, it is being spilled out and it's being lit on fire. And I'm just one. I think there are many out there that are beginning to spread that. So join the passion and find the relationship. Ah, you community, you inspire me and I love you. And this is a great walk. Holy Spirit, thanks. Will you just bless my friends just with uh, all kinds of crazy, good adventure, fun, dreams, and visions this week? Will you just, where things have been dark and heavy, will you make them light and fun and purposeful? So my friends, I do appreciate you. And uh, hey, yeah, I got I got so into this. Uh, you can always contact me at 406bigt at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Love to hear your input, your feedback. I have a website up, sanguinefaith.com, that has uh, all the podcasts available there and all the places where the podcasts are. And I have a store up if you want bling bling. And, uh, you know, it just goes to supporting the equipment here, upgrading the sound, you know, eventually getting me 
into my little loafer camper, which is going to be the podcast studio for this podcast, for Yup and for Yes Women, the podcast about encouraging women. And so I, I will treat those funds very uh, well and they will go to good use. So, hey, anyway, we're going to hit the exit music here and it's been awesome. You guys have a great week. I absolutely appreciate you. And uh, yeah, you can look for this on YouTube. I will get those processed. I have so many videos that have been processed. That, that'll happen. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.